Returning to our earlier story, the government's decided to keep the seven-day isolation period in place for those who test positive for COVID-19. It will be reviewed again in two months' time. Health Minister Aisha Verrill joins us now. Tēnākwe, Minister, what would you need to see to alter that isolation period to make it shorter or ditch it altogether? Yeah, thanks very much for having me on, Lisa. Look, I think we take, um, as always, a number of factors into account. That includes the impact COVID is having in our community. Uh, a, a key measure there is that COVID is one of the leading causes of death in, in New Zealand at the at the moment. It also depends, uh, we also take into account the pressure uh, on our health system and then the other mitigations that we have in place as, as well. Uh, we do look at up-to-date advice all the time about whether or not uh, that isolation period can safely be shortened and the uh, expert advice we've had to this point is that it shouldn't be. So how far off realistic do you think we are from treating um, COVID like other viruses that uh, get worse in certain seasons? Yeah, look, I think the um, first point I'd make is that we've made tremendous progress going from where we were in 2020 to now. And most of those restrictions have have been removed, but the seven days isolation for people who are sick with COVID is doing a lot of work um, for us at the at the moment. And we know that we haven't had the increase in uh, hospitalisations that Australia had when they uh, when they removed some, the mandatory isolation in uh, in places. So today you have, well, the government has put 32 new health professions on the green list. I mean, you mentioned pressure on our hospitals being one of the reasons we need to keep COVID isolation. In terms of workforce planning, what's gone wrong that we have to put 32 new professions on the fast track to residency? Oh, look, I think this is a really important, proactive and positive step that the government's taking. Uh, Minister Wood leading this as part of the immigration rebalance. We know our health workforce is a priority area that we do have to address. A couple of specific things um, have happened. Uh, One is the closure of the borders during the pandemic uh, meant that um, access to uh, overseas health workers was reduced during that time. But another thing is that globally the health workforce was impacted by COVID. And and just worth remembering, uh, Lisa, that 100,000 healthcare workers died in the first year um, of the of the pandemic globally, so we do have to reevaluate what we're doing to attract healthcare workers. I think now we're in a very uh, competitive place. So some of these shortages would have been present before the COVID pandemic, though, wouldn't they, Minister? Oh, absolutely. But right. COVID so made, if it was proactive, Minister, substantially, why didn't you bring uh, those changes in earlier? Uh, well, the government had an immigration uh, rebalance, which came uh, into effect as as we came out of uh, COVID, um, because clearly we couldn't do it. it would, you know, that was interrupted by the borders being closed for some time. Yes, but you were in government before the pandemic, so why haven't some of these professions gone on the list earlier? If we uh, could, well, if you could see that there were shortages brewing, and this is thirty-two professions, that is a lot. Uh, so this work was um, was commissioned as, as phased work, which we started when we put the nurses, midwives, and doctors on the and others on the green list. Then there was further work commissioned to make sure that we had the allied health settings right. Uh, we're now we're now doing this, and Lisa, I don't think that's a clear binary there. Yes, some of these uh, shortages predated 
COVID, but COVID has certainly made them a whole lot worse, including because of the impact of the pandemic on healthcare workers themselves. So have you got a number? I mean, how many are we short across these professions? Several hundred, thousands? Uh, it will be in the in the thousands. We have data, the data on the vacancies that Fatu Ora holds is held at a, a district level. Uh, so that hasn't come together into a national picture. But you and I both know some of these shortages are very acute. So, for example, in Christchurch, we've had the situation with difficulty um, completing the number of operations we want to complete because of a shortage of anaesthetic uh, technicians there, uh, but there are other situations around the country if, um, where our really valued and important allied health staff are critical for us being able to get on with the work. Thank you for the, your time this evening. That is the Health Minister Aisha Vero there.